This is episode 215 of the Fearless Launching Show. Today, I have a very special guest in the studio, someone who I've uh, gotten to know quite a bit over the last several years of uh, growing my business, but not just as someone who joined my Fearless Launching program, but also someone who became uh, a friend and someone who I just love learning from as well. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about exploration and the inevitable evolution of our businesses and why we shouldn't try to push that away right away. And you'll see why I'm talking about this in a little bit, but I think that it's important to acknowledge and embrace that period of time or any period of time during our business where we want to explore, where we have that need to evolve. And, you know, there've been definitely many people in my life who talk about their businesses and think and say to me, you know, every two years or so, I like to just tear my business down. And I'm I'm like, oh yeah, that's interesting. And I think that you have to be willing to do that, to break through to whatever it is you're trying to build. And I'm excited. So today, Catherine Just is joining me in the studio. I hope you enjoy our conversation and I'll see you over there. Hi, I'm Ann Samoylov, and I've helped some of the biggest online entrepreneurs and business owners have successful six and seven figure product launches. By working in the trenches offline to produce movies, TV shows, video games, I've discovered so many different ways to launch creative ideas. And the question is, do you have to copy what your guru says in order to have a successful launch? Do you have to use their done-for-you system in order to have success, in order to achieve your goals in business? I say no. This is the Fearless Launching Show featuring myself and an ongoing cast of characters, friends who join me in discussing business, launching, life, and balancing it all and having an amazing time doing it. Let's get into today's episode. All right. Well, welcome back to the Fearless Launching Show. I just want to say before we get started today that I am so grateful for each and every one of you. And, you know, after recording this week's episode, Honestly, I felt like, you know what, this really shows who I am. And so if you ever want to feel like you're hanging out with Anne or hanging out with Catherine Just, who's the guest today, then this episode really will give you a very accurate depiction of what that would be like. Um, it's a little bit goofy, a lot of nerdiness, a lot of laughter, and we just have a lot of fun. And I think that um, it's easy to to forget how fun it is to being to be with other people. And I know that we do a lot of solo episodes on this podcast, but man, I've been loving my conversations lately. So I am going to keep that party train going. We've got more this week and next week, and I'm so thrilled to be kind of letting you be a fly on the wall and sharing this conversation. Uh, hopefully you laugh along with us. Don't think we're, well, it's okay if you think we're a little bit weird because we kind of are. But I want you to really pay attention to the twists and turns in Catherine's story because they never really veered too far away from her core message, her core vision for her business. And I just think that it's a really important conversation to listen to and really reflect back to yourself. Like, look at the changes that you're going through in your own business. Okay, I'm gonna stop talking. Let's get, let's go over there, get with Catherine right now. So Catherine, Catherine Justice here with us today. She's a fine artist, photographer, and but more than that, and I hope that this is okay that I'm saying this because this is how I see you, Catherine, okay? Catherine is someone who shows people how to welcome in some huge transformation in their lives. She really does because she's doing the work herself always. And when you see someone who's doing the work, who's letting it all in, letting, showing what she's going through and what she's doing, I think that we can all get on board with that and be like, yeah, I'm doing that. I'm going through some stuff too. Let's do this together, right? Yeah. <laughs> So thank you, Catherine, for coming on today. Thank I'm you so excited. I'm excited too. That's so funny because I 
can't believe we're actually neighbors, essentially. I know. Even though I always forget how far over Laurel Canyon you are. And I'm like, oh, right. So we're not, I don't, then I start to feel not so bad. Because then I'm like, well, she's up in the hills and like, I'm down here in the valley and you know. So it's good. So we just send each other. And I'm actually thinking that this episode is going to be called Dude, by the way, just so you know. I mean, (laughs) what else would it be called? So there, like we were already getting started before this. And I'm like, well, we better hit record because this is going to, we're losing, we're losing light here, people. It was good, man. (laughs) So there are so many topics we could have talked about today. I think that, um, And I had to really like sit back and be like, okay, let's focus in or else, or it's just going to be a giggle fest and a dude fest and whatever, not actually talking about dudes, but actually saying the word dude. And, (laughs) and so today I just decided, you know what, I'm making the decision. Okay. So the one thing I know that, you know, if you're listening to the podcast and people who are in fearless launching, people who are in the bigger community, um, people love hearing about and actually love sharing kind of like, Oh, what are people working on? Like, how do they start? What do they start to offer? How did that evolve? Are they still offering that? I mean, I know I'm doing that. I'm always like, Oh snap. He's not doing courses anymore. Oh wow. They're they're doing this now live events, you know? So I think it's important to always, you know, really look at people that you admire and respect. And I actually think it's a great exercise to look at their, their evolution, not so that you can be like, well, I'm going to have that same evolution, but so you can like actually realize that evolution is inevitable. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I would love to first get you to share a little bit about where you are right now, not like as in the physical space around you, which I can see because we're on video. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But tell, tell us like a little bit about who you are, how you see yourself in the world, what you, what work you're passionate about right now. Well, thank you, Anne, for that. I really liked hearing what you, what you think of me. (laughs) 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 Um, And, uh, and I appreciate that, that you do see that transformation is a big deal for me and that I want to offer it to other people. That's huge. I was thinking about that this morning on my hike, actually. That, um, and I am a photographer. I feel like I'm an artist, a conceptual artist, and I'm very interested in finding out what the truth. And the truth, I feel, doesn't necessarily live in a 60th of a second, which is what we are typically using when we take a photograph. So uh, I'm interested in what's living in between the words, what's not said, what is felt. And so through photography, I'm exploring ideas and feelings and emotions and situations that aren't necessarily talked about. And so I want to create visually what we can't quite articulate verbally. So um, I, I did go to art school. And so I've been incorporating this idea of conceptual photography and my spiritual practice into, you know, how do I then serve the world with that? How do I not just make work for myself, but how do I then offer this to other people? And because I took your class, I was introduced to a lot of people. Fearless launching. <laughs> As a young chap, I <laughs> classes I took, um, but I was introduced to all these people that were coaches and people doing, you know, entrepreneurial things, and they needed photos. So I brought that to this community. So I still, you know, that was the beginning. You asked me what I'm doing now, and I'm talking about my entire life. It's okay though. I think this is important stuff. It it shows it, it's it brings us to where we are now. So yeah, for sure. I was just going to say that you know through this process of of photographing others for their entrepreneurial pursuits, I I was allowing myself permission to explore my artistic expression, you know, while doing this. And now I am incorporating my personal work, what I feel most passionate about in my life, and. It, and using that in my photo sessions now and incorporating it so that, so that it is more of a win-win because I'm not showing up doing what everybody thinks of as a branding or boudoir or portrait photography. I'm coming to it from my specific point of view and listening to your specific point of view and creating something in, in that moment together, marking a moment that matters to you. And I happen to be in the room, so it matters to me. 
and I don't want to make work otherwise. I don't want to make work for you that doesn't matter to me too. I don't want to show up and just do cookie cutter photos for somebody. So, I mean, I never have. I never, ever have. (laughs) And I think we both know, like, I mean, we don't have to, like, obviously say different people's names or anything like that. But I feel like there have been um, opportunities that you've been involved in before. But when they were that called, you were just like, yeah, this isn't really going to work for me. You know? No. No, there have been clients who, um, well, a couple things have happened. One is that they've seen people that they admire and they want the photographer that that person used, which is me. And they hire me thinking that they will then have pictures like that person. And what, unfortunately, they can't have the pictures that that person had because they aren't that person. They are their own unique, valuable human individual. And I cannot bring out in them something that isn't them. I want to bring out who they are, the essence of them. So when they don't believe in themselves yet, it is really interesting to have that kind of um, photo shoot with somebody because they're looking outside themselves for um, who they want to be rather than the people that I'm photographing don't do that. Those people that they're admiring, they show up and they are present with me. And we are making art based on the moment, not based on what's together. 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 So I think, I think that's a really good point in that people think that you're the one creating the image and that's not the complete story. The story is that, you know, you, who knows what the, what the split is. (laughs) It could be that that person came with 80% of everything that that image needed and you were just kind of like the vessel and it came through that. It could have been that, or maybe it was that they were a little, it was, it was give and take. And sometimes it was, you know, that's the thing about creation. You can't really draw that line. Right. I feel like it is about connection and mm-hmm. for me, it's all about connection and being available for me. I need to be available and present to what I'm seeing through the lens. And I always say this and everything. I mean, when I look through the lens, I see my version of God looking back at me and it's like, you're nervous, I'm nervous. And then there's a moment where it shifts and we are both very present and that mask or that nervousness sort of drops and we're able to really be in the moment. And I'm able to create those moments that are real and true. Yeah. I love this. I love this. And really what this speaks to, like in terms of like the evolution of your offers, here's some things that I feel like did not change. Like your core message really hasn't wavered. And I I don't want to say that it has stayed static because it definitely hasn't. And it hasn't changed. It's actually deepened. Do you know what I mean? Like, so in terms of like, you know, when you, when you see people who are building their business, you might see like one layer and they're, they're building on the layers. I feel like that that's happened on both sides. Like it's happened underneath as well. So, so over time that I've watched you, and of course I get a little bit of a closer look at what's going on for you, but I feel like you are now closer to who you are, yeah. who you really are awesome. at the core. And so, so that I don't feel that core purse, that core thing has not changed. And then also just really practically, no matter what has been happening in your business, what you've been offering, what you stopped offering, what you started offering, you have had one place where you've shown up consistently. And obviously it's Instagram. I feel like you show up there all the time, like whether even on date, you know, and, and you said this uh, just a couple weeks ago when we were at dinner with Kelsey, Miss Kelsey Chapman, we're giving you a shout out right now at Gracias Madre. We love that place. Um, But that week I ate a lot of vegan, which was very weird for me. Anyways, (laughs) I was like, (laughs) total sidebar, but Kelsey and I, that like two days later, we're like, I need some meat. (laughs) And so we got a burger. (laughs) Like, like, wow, that was a lot. But it was really good. Anyways, but you said that, um, and of course now I'm going to lose my train of thought because of that silly sidebar. Um, We were talking about Instagram and that I live there. You do live there and that you see your feed, not as like your feed, but as a portfolio. So each and every image is so important as part of this collection. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm looking at at it from the home, like not just an individual image. I'm looking at how it 
works with the whole. When you're coming to my feed, I want you to see a portfolio of work. And my point of view is just my words along with it. And that, you know, I feel like I'm doing a daily blog post on Instagram and, and deeper thoughts than just like a quote or, you know, what the photo is, but really like what's going on underneath the surface, which is basically yeah. all I care about. <laughs> which then, then is really like, this is your core message. And, and I feel like what's great about that is that you can now go, anybody can like just scroll back and it's not just a time-based feed. Right. It's really like your journey. Yeah. Like through, through, through all of the, the different phases and different things that you've offered. So I, I love that. And I think it is testament to the fact, you know, people always talk about consistency and it doesn't have to look like your weekly newsletter because no. uh, sometimes that does not happen. No. And it doesn't have to look like a podcast or something that's hard. It can be in quotes easy to take a few moments, you know, right you know, really kind of keep bringing in your core message. So anyway, so that's what I love. But let's talk about when you first joined Fearless Launching, but actually before that, because we were in creating fame together, even though I was working on the team, we were in that community together. Yeah. And I'm curious, where were you, what were you doing then? Way was, back in the day, 2009? Yes, 10? I was literally thinking about this. I was living in, in Utah. I was yeah. <laughs> I had a very new baby named Max, um, and I was not, I had left my career to raise Max for the first three years of his life, and after year one, I got ants in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> why does that crack me up that you say that? I don't know why. Well, I, I have a visual image. <laughs> I, started, I didn't know what I was going to do because I didn't want to shoot weddings anymore. I was, I was photographing weddings, and I didn't want to do that anymore. And I always have given myself permission to change my mind and my career. So this was like another, you know, what am I going to do next? And, um, and I, it's always photography, but it's all, you know, paying attention to what turns me on, not necessarily what works, but what turns me on and figuring out how to make that new thing work. Um, and so I started taking classes. I took creating fame and I did every single thing that that woman told me to do. <laughs> and I know. And that, that, that was life-changing. And at that time, I created something called the Soulful E-Course, and I did a summit. And the summit was life-changing because I didn't know that I had a zone of genius. It was hidden until I started interviewing people, and I realized that it is natural for me to have these conversations on video and that I really loved asking people to be in it. Like, that was part of it, too, the ask. I was into that and I was into, it became like this game for me of like, I wonder who the universe thinks it should be on this in the summit and not taking it personally. And then when I did take it personally, I got to sort of wrestle with that and then release it and ask, you know, that whole process was life-changing, life-changing. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So then we started working, we actually weren't, we, I mean, we became friends in Fearless Launching. Yeah. I think so. I don't know if we just kind of gave each other the side eye and we're like, hey. Well, I was watching who she who was on her team and I thought, well, they're on her team. I well, I'm going to be friends with Anne. Exactly. That's <laughs> <what> I, meant. <laughs> I meant to I meant to tell you, Anne, that really. <laughs> single white female, I'm scared. <laughs> but we weren't neither of us are single, so at the <laughs> right, at the time. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, I I um I really admired the way that you worked, how you were showing up, and I was, and you were just starting to think about this, what you're mm -hmm. doing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was definitely, um, it was definitely in its early stages, and I also think that the reason probably why we became friends is because I was able, in that first round, which was, it's always magical when you launch something for the first time, because you can wow. really give so much to the people, and they are with you. They're with you then. Totally. Right? Life changed. So you did your summit. You had your e-course. What happened in between that and now when you're like, I'm going to just list some things off that are happening right now. Retreats, mini sessions, mini host hotel room sessions. Um, I don't know the exact name. I'm so sorry. You're going to you're gonna tell us in a second. Full-fledged just sessions working with you, which are like the epitome of how to work with you. 
I'm yes. assuming. That's like the, the big kahuna. And you've also got your uh, brand new residency that you're doing in France. Yes. Did I see that? And plus you're building the Max Harrison Foundation and so much more. There's other things too. So like, how did you get from digital court? Like what happened between uh, then? I have goosebumps. Um, I do too. I'm like emotional. Okay. How did I do that? I, I am listening to myself all the time. I took your fearless launching class and really paid attention to what I need to do to show up for my people, not just do the thing I like, but like yeah. listen, listen to myself, listen to those people that are following me and figure out what it is that, that I do that could be useful to them. And, and you know, one of the things I'm just going to bring this up as a side note is that because of photography, I mean, I got sober when I was 18 years old from a, a crystal meth addiction. And I wanted to let people know that the, the tool of photography could be used as medicine, as a way of transforming whatever pain you're in, because that's what had been helping me. And so the, it, that has evolved over time of just doing that work for myself and then offering that to other people. And what happened though in between is that I got lost in the teaching and stopped making my work. Mm. Um, and it was working. So I was teaching, making money, it was kind of like amazing for them and for me, like transformation was happening on both sides, but I was not giving myself the opportunity to continue to work on my work consistently. And there was a, it, it was out of balance. And so now I, I, I've taken a break from teaching for a minute, even though it's highly important to my soul to give back in that way. Uh, I can't do that if I'm not filling up my own, studio with paint and stuff <laughs> you know what I mean I just can't. and I do remember lots of conversations where you were actually verbally saying how you wanted to carve out space to do some work to do some yeah. art oh, I'm gonna do art today yes it was on my schedule I had to put it on my schedule and so I had to face all the things I mean yes I'm teaching all the people all the things that I need to be taught to so that part was actually kind of easy for me I re related to the hesitation and the resistance and the self-doubt and all of that stuff. We were in it together in a way, but I had just been there, been doing my process and having success in my career for a little bit longer. So I had something to share about it. And I also needed to go and do my work. So it has evolved. And now I, what you were asking is what I'm doing now, right? <laughs> like, I mean, I know you've got a lot of things happening and that you're yeah. working on. Yeah, I mean, my personal projects are actually so important to me that I'm carving out time in my business to be available to do this other work that I think will, you know, it's, it's a long-term, long-term projects that I have to do. Like I have to, so how do I have to do them? <laughs> if I have to do them, how do I create space for that? So the things I'm doing are capturing breath on film. I could talk about the whole thing, but that would take a lot of time, but I, really am fascinated with a project I started in 2016 and it's evolved into something that I'm now offering as that you can, you know, what you were saying about the hotel room sessions is that you can meet me in a hotel room and we can look for the essence of you minus the mask, minus the thing that you think you want to project onto the world and really be devoted to the truth of you, which is not a projection. It's really about being with yourself and I'm just there to document that and to help you sink into yourself more and it's sensual or not it is who you are and we find that together in these sexy luxurious hotel rooms either in Paris or in LA or in your hometown and um, so I'm incorporating that personal project capturing breath on film with this really important work of being true and to yourself be devoted have the sacred time, the sensual sacred time of being with yourself. I think that we don't do that. We don't give ourselves permission to. Yep. We, we, as a culture, are interested in fixing what is wrong. And this is, a, is not about that. You don't have to get in shape to, you know, have a shoot with me. This is about really finding how the light is wrapping itself around your shoulder and how the light is hitting your soul, not about this physical ego, you know, thing that we get caught up in. Yeah, because I think, you know, I do think that 
for me, when I think of like, I'm in Los Angeles and I've been like looking around, like, you know, we had a session and I was, I can feel my tension even just thinking about it because of how hard it is. It's almost like my best pictures I've taken myself with a timer so that I don't have to be in front of anybody. But that really takes like when you're with someone, it was the same way with singing. Yes. When you're with one person, it it is very intense and you do have to find the way to drop that, find that truth, truthful place. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of what I'm working on right now well, personally. I want to say something about that. It, it, yeah. I hate having my picture taken too. I, I so relate to what's happening on the other side of my camera that yeah. I find that that is actually um, something that helps the people that come to into my come meet me at my hotel room um or my studio <laughs> because I very much relate to that discomfort and so I go out of my way to really show up in a different way so that you're more settled into your being because I know you're you're nervous before you even show up not you but I just mean in yeah the- just in general for sure yeah, I, I feel like it's very it definitely, I, I don't feel like they're like odd or something for not, for feeling that way. I know that that's very common. And so I love that you're doing those sessions because the, because from the outside, you know, maybe that looks like to someone's like, okay, hotel room session. That sounds kind of sexy, you know, and you know yeah. what, maybe that's actually a good thing that it already feels that way. Because then when you realize you're like, oh, it's actually whatever I really want it to be. Absolutely. And then you can kind of settle back in. So the pendulum might be, might make you think you're going to have to swing to the sexy (laughs) side, but you might actually be okay over here. I think that sexy is really being true to yourself and it doesn't mean taking your clothes off. Yeah. I mean, it just doesn't, you don't have to get. Unless it is. I mean, unless it is for that person. Very comfortable with that. And that is the true, or they actually want to have that part of themselves come up and out and they haven't allowed it. So maybe that is a setting where you feel safe to do that because it's easy. I mean, I well, honestly, I feel like this would be an amazing session and I'm, I didn't expect to even say this, but I was like, wow, this actually would be a really amazing session for someone who is, you know, just kind of getting a, getting a handle on what their message is, what they're selling, really just like break, break through that wall of like, of resistance for themselves. And, you know, so many people have a hard time even just being on Instagram stories. So imagine they come there, bear it all, whatever that, whatever that looks like for them. And then they can just step back and be like, Oh, well, this is easy. Well, you know what happened? I have a story about this. Okay. A woman named Holly, you can follow her on Instagram at Holly, H O L L Y. She has loads of followers. She's going, Anne is going to her phone right now. No, my phone's off. So then I was like, Anne, never mind. <laughs> but, um, she is highly revered in the recovery sector, in recovery world. She, people come to her. She has a class called Hip Sobriety, and it's very much, she's in service to the, the human that's still suffering from alcoholism or drug addiction or any sort of addiction, like food addiction or gambling or whatever. And she has a different take on it than Alcoholics Anonymous because AA doesn't necessarily work for everyone. So she's actually really important. She's really important. I feel like emotional about it. I've known of her for a long time and we've known each other for a long time. And she just said on a whim, she saw something on my feed. I took a picture of somebody and she just texted me and said, I want to do a shoot with you. I have no reason to do a shoot with you. I just want to. Like there was no branding that she needed. There was no, and she could have done a branding shoot. She was writing a book. She's still, I think, writing the book. Anyway, we went to the hotel room in New York, in the sexy hotel room. And this is where the idea started for me, like where it moved into this arena because she had an experience there that she's never had before of herself. She didn't know she was going to have it. She didn't know what to expect. She sometimes took her top off and sometimes didn't. Like she... She was having an experience of exposing herself to herself in a way that she never had before. After the shoot, she told me, you know, there's a photograph that you took on Polaroid that's going to be on the cover of the book. And I did not know that that was going to happen. Like we didn't plan that. And I think the best work happens when you just show up to these shoots with me. That's what Danielle Laporte has always done. Not that she's taking her shirt off, but that we have a huddle. Yeah. I mean, she's do, she brings it. 
Well, you told me that before. She, yes. she brings herself really McKenna, there. McKenna, McKenna, McKenna Held and Daniel Laporte come fully present. And they're not trying to be like anybody else. But the thing is with both of them and with Holly is that um, we don't have a plan and we're allowing the creative process to happen. And through that process, it's vulnerable because we don't have posed things we're doing. We don't even know. I don't know. She doesn't know. Nobody knows what's going to happen. I bring all my cameras that I love using. We're looking for the light. We're looking for the truth. We're looking for, you know, whatever happens. And then the extraordinary always happens. Always happens when we are willing to be in that moment of the unknown. Yeah, I'm when you're willing also just to be like, well, if we don't end up with anything, we know this is going to be an amazing day. We know we're going to get, we're going to, we're going to go somewhere today. Even if there isn't like the book cover image. Oh, for sure. No, what I was going to say is that Danielle Laporte, we don't know what we're going to take. We don't know why we're taking it, but we're just creating in the moment. She's using mm -hmm. stuff that I photographed four years ago now for products she didn't even know she was going to make. That's amazing. That is, the, I mean, that to me says a lot about the process of being okay, not knowing what the photos are for and being okay with having an experience with yourself and with me that you're willing to have without being so controlling. And I think that that is also true in our businesses where we think we know how it needs to go. <laughs> The same thing with, yeah, I mean, this bring, and this actually brings it right back to like this whole idea. We think we're going to need the, we're going to create the online course portal with all of these courses. We've got all these ideas and then something throws a wrench in it and we have an idea, like we're, we don't allow ourselves to have the ideas. We box ourselves in. I know. I don't think we're listening to ourselves as, as entrepreneurs. We're listening to what's the chatter that's happening with people that have a bigger Instagram you know, following than we do. And we think they're doing it right. I'm doing it wrong. I need to do I'm going to do everything just like they are. And right. that's scary. That's scary. I mean, this is kind of brings us to what we were talking about before. And this is, this is why I like kind of talking about like what you're doing and how things evolve. And because you have to give yourself that permission to, and I, and I love, oh my gosh, I just love the idea of show up for the photo shoot without thinking, okay, I need a um, photo with me with have white space over here so that there can be titles on for my landing page and my hands on the keyboard. How about we just do it? And then, then you're like, oh my gosh, three years later, this image was my book cover. What? This image is, you know, whatever this is, this is my, this is on the, the TEDx whatever program that I'm, that I'm speaking at. Like how it's, it's insane. It is insane. And a lot of the pictures that Danielle uses and McKenna, they're, they're used on her, their Instagram feeds with text over them that they're just pretty, you know, out of focus. We don't know why it exists, but it exists. And they're able to use them in a way that that helps them with their, you know, expansion of their brand. Cause they are, they are the epitome of allowing themselves to expand and transform and try different things and put things out there. They didn't know that that was going to be their, path in the beginning yeah well I think when when I look now I'm like I don't know why what where why my head went here but I'm just thinking in terms of we don't know like the what it's going to be necessarily used for why it was created we're not that's not even our business in a sense we just right. have to be open create it and that's why I always feel like you know like I know you did a summit to begin with, but you didn't do that. You did like, I think you did two of them. Yeah. But after that you didn't because, but I suspect, I mean, I'm so glad that you came into fearless launching and you didn't like go into, let's say a summit class. No, because there is one, I think, mm, dude, there was one. I have like issues to the um, like craziness oh, about too. that system. That's, that there's a system of summits that makes my, flesh crawl oh, it's so manipulative you have to sign <laughs> contracts and do like five different you have to promise to um send it out to your list you have to have so many people on your list to even be on it i mean it's so it's rigid. invasive and it's very yeah. disturbing to be part of as the person who just wants to get their message out there yeah. you know and that's really you're like hey i'm showing up i'm giving you this can I you just do what that's you want with it Go do that. Now, now it's yours. 
Now yeah. it's yours. Don't keep me part of it. I want, um, I want to um, share about a summit I'm on because I've, I'm excited about it. Not because somebody told yes. me to sign a contract. I will never sign a contract. But then I won't be on the summit. I don't care. You know what? I've been on summits before. And I, if someone starts telling me to send, even if I planned on it, I'm a jerk. <laughs> I'm like fully like, Oh no, you didn't just pressure me and tell me how to message my list. No, no, no. Now I'm not messaging them at all. You're getting a PS, boo. That's right, boo. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm sorry about that little weird sidebar. No, I think it's a good point, though, because we were talking before we even got on this call about how we think we're supposed to do it, how everybody else is doing it, and that, unfortunately, then we're not listening to ourselves, and we're not mm -hmm. really trusting that those systems might not actually be aligned with our values. And do we really want to be that way in our business just because they're making money over there in that mm -hmm. way? Is that the only way to make money is to be yeah. like that and do the funnels and do the yes funnels work and all of that. But like there is a style of selling and of being in the world as a entrepreneur that is sneaky and manipulative and bullying and not authentic and, not really caring about the person that they're working with. It's really about what they're getting. And, and yeah. you know, you, you have to decide for yourself what, yes, learn all the things, learn all the things. And then, yeah. you know, like and then decide for yourself, you know, yourself. I, I just find that a lot of people waste a lot of money. And I mean, I have, I've spent a lot of money on courses over the years and, and, but the difference for me, and I think as well as you is that I am, the first thing I'm doing is like, really? Like I'm questioning it right away. And so I used to have a lot of shame about that thinking, well, I'm not really coachable. I'm not, I'm supposed to trust the process. And I'm like, well, maybe I'm the person who likes to question the process and make it my own right out of the gate. Yeah. You know, and I understand that, that people have processes and systems that really work well for them and work for many people. And that is fine. But I, I really feel like we're missing out on an opportunity. And like I said, we're boxing ourselves in too quickly with right. the, okay, I am going to do web webinar launches. That's what I'm going to do. Or I'm going to do challenge or summit launches. That's what I'm going to do. And so I'm going to spend my money on a summit thing or a challenge thing. And there's 3000 right there. If you take like a course on summits, challenges, you know, or even like the Jeff Walker style of launching, like there, I mean, not to say that those are bad programs or that people have because they're probably really great. Yeah. But I say wait until you actually really dive into who you are and what, what, what's important for you, you know? Yeah, it does feel um, really important, at least for me, to have an idea, put it out there and see if people actually want that thing. And then, I mean, you're evolving all the time and let yourself, let yourself evolve and not get stuck in summits or webinars or whatever. Like just because somebody else is saying that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. I think Anne and I are big believers in like, you know, really. I love webinars. I've got webinars. I love them. I've never but, done one. Everybody, I mean. <laughs> but exactly. You've never done one. And like, like, oh, this was the other thing too that we were saying that I think is really key is that, you know, I feel like you and I both have that rebel quality where we're, we're like, what? You're yeah. not the boss of me. Yes. I do question. I question authority since I was born. <laughs> and, um, I think I did too. I think it's really important to, to not just say, well, they say that that's the way and I'm not going to question it. Why? I mean, so, I asking why is really important. Why? Here's why? the crazy thing, Catherine. So, is yeah. that I have that rebellious questioning quality, but I also have the people pleasing quality. So I, that I fight that that's an internal fight for me all the time. Like I'm like, well, I do trust this person. I like their strategy. I must do it. But then the whole time I'm like, but this, I don't know. I don't know if I believe, you know what I mean? Like, so I'm constantly fighting that. That is a really, I do too, even though it probably doesn't look like it on Instagram. <laughs> I mean, I'm not like yelling at people on Instagram. I just mean facetiously, is that the word? But yeah. that, um, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> no, but I mean, basically that you're fighting, you're like kind of trying to please people and rebel at the same time. Well, I mean, there is a popularity thing, clicky thing happening too, where you kind of want to, you know, be careful what you're saying and 
because in the long run, proving a point and being right, what's the point in that? There isn't one, except your ego thinks that you've won something, which is leaving you. Then you're like, wait, I don't think I won. (laughs) I know. I don't think you won either. And I've had trouble with that. (laughs) So I'm learning too, just how to be listening to myself, not making other people wrong necessarily, but just what I need and leaving the rest. And that's something that I learned in AA too. Like you don't have to go into AA and take it all and say that that take what you need from the people who are sharing and leave the rest, leave it, leave it. Uh, That's, that's good. And actually I've been hearing that a lot too on some YouTube videos that I watch, you know, like when you, well, I watch, you know, tarot and horoscope type of things, astrology. And usually they'll say, Hey, if something doesn't resonate, don't try to figure out where it fits. Just toss it. Right. Exactly. Yes. Anne's a little woo. She's a Pisces. What do you want from me? I'm a Virgo with Scorpio moon and rising. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I just found out that my mom's Aquarius, Aquarius moon, but she's an Aries rising. Oh dear. (laughs) I was like, wow, girl, you got some fight. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) You got some fight in you, but I knew that anyway. So that's funny. Yeah. I love, I love astrology too. And I'm listening to all of that too. We send each other links. (laughs) Yeah, that's like, I don't want to say that's guilty pleasure, but I do love those. I do do love those things. Not because it's like I'm, and again, because I'm rebellious, I'm like questioning it the whole time. It's not like I'm like, this is truth. I must believe everything. But I'm also, I'm also thinking like, what, what can I leave here? What can I leave on the floor? This does, this doesn't apply. This doesn't apply, but that, and I'm always looking for like, just ways of hearing myself and what other people are saying. So it's just a tool. I'm raising my hand. (laughs) (laughs) I was just thinking about different um, business courses that a lot of people take because a lot of people take them. Yeah. One of people that take a a business class and it is very cookie cutter. And I don't think that that applies to everyone. And then they beat themselves up for not doing what they were told to do. They get kind of stuck in a loop comparing themselves to the other people who did do it, but it doesn't actually serve their business. That kind of model doesn't even serve what they're doing, but they think it should because it's serving so many other people. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, no, definitely. I feel like there's a lot of bigger programs that have that kind of feeling where it's almost like this, there's like a crowd going towards yeah. it and you're just like sucked in. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever I get, you know, there's a ton of people that email me and say, should I do this class? I'm getting all these emails and it looks really good. I'm like, no, no. Yeah. I mean, well, that's the thing. I think that that's the key here is that when you do come across decisions, like, like if it's, if it's how you're going to launch, you don't ask the, the expert, you ask your audience, you ask the people that are following you, you share something with them. You talk to the people who actually want your help or that you say that you're serving. You don't ask, uh, like, you don't, I'm not going to say us, but you don't ask, you don't ask your, your mentors necessarily. They're not going to know your audience necessarily. Right. Um, And what was the other thing you just said? I'm like, like, I think I need more coffee. (laughs) (laughs) I was just saying that I think it's really important to take what you need and leave the rest. And also that just because everybody else is taking a class doesn't mean that you're missing out on something that's going to be the game changer for your business. It yeah. really, you know, if you're not that it's not just one size fits all. And absolutely. And I think that your class for me was a game changer and I'm also a rebel. And I, I learned from my mistakes of also not doing what you've told me to do. <laughs> but at the same time, I think that you're going to continue like, you know, you'll, this is something that I told you about some, I'm sorry. I know she won't mind cat Kim. You're a rebel. You know it, but cat cat is in fearless launching as well. And she has that similarity where she, she questions, she questions right now. She's questioning consumer spirituality, consumerism. It's, it's amazing what she's up to right now. And, but she's in the fearless launching lab. And she's like, I just need a launch plan and I need this. And I need to like, she was asking for all the things that was not her voice, by the way. She just, I'm just making it sound like that. Um, (laughs) I realized that it's like, (laughs) she'll be like, wait, I didn't sound like that. Um, But she was asking for, she wanted the structure. She wanted the system. She wanted the process. And then in the end, she came back and she's like, you know what? I just did it like this. 
is that okay? And I'm like, well, you enrolled people. So yeah, it's okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think sometimes we, it's actually good to have a system that doesn't lock you in and actually chat. Like you might be like, I'm going to do it this way. Yeah. We were talking about that a little bit that like, I actually thrive with structure, even though I hate when people tell me what to do, but I do do better when I have something in front of me. That's an outline of some sort. At least to get you started. Yeah. And then you can like toss it off your desk and you'll be like, I'm doing it my way. Absolutely. And you know, I just got released from a coaching program because it was very strict and rigid and I was not fitting into that, that very specific way of running a business. And she couldn't help me. Like she really couldn't because she has one track and I'm not, I don't fit in that one track. And if I would have taken that personally, maybe I would have shut my business or something because. Well, I I mean, that's what happens is people, people try to try to fit themselves in. I've I've seen people taking programs about creating an online course when that really wasn't their true kind of, that wasn't really aligned for them. And so when they didn't create the course or they did, and then it didn't have a good launch for that, that, individual program that person went off the grid for years oh and that's heartbreaking you know because they have value they have something to share they really they really do have an expertise and so i think that that's that's what makes me nervous like how can you not to say how can you be so sure you want to create a course but is that really like i feel like that's the format the form something takes like you said about the the images, the photos you take with your clients, the form that's going to take is not your business. You really need to figure out the offer is different from what you're actually the product. The offer is like, what are you teaching people? Who is it for? What are they going to experience? All that stuff has to be figured out before you decide, oh, well, this is a, this is an online course. Right. Yes. And you brought up something I I just got kind of hooked by when you said that that person went underground for a while, because part of the process as an entrepreneur is this is the the thing that didn't work. And I think that as an entrepreneur, you have to sort of deal with the fact that some things aren't going to, and that it's not going to be consistent all the time. And you have to kind of love that. I was thinking like, I would not have my, I wouldn't be okay in any other world. And so I'm willing to be uncomfortable with those months where money's not coming in because I'm not willing to go against myself and put something out there that does not speak to me or, you know, the message that I have to share, I'm going to, you know, listen to what that taught me and then try something else. Like this is all a piece of artwork. Our businesses are living breathing things. And I think if we take it personally that something didn't work and then stop our business, I think we're not doing ourselves or the world as a, a, you know, a service because there is something unique about you. There is something valuable about what you have to share. And it might not, it might just have been, you know, not good timing or not the right people or not the right way you said it or whatever. And you know what? I had an e-course called the soulful e-course and Daniela Port said to me, what the hell is that? I don't know what I'm getting out of that. And it was because of her, her, you know, she sent, she spent 15 minutes with me and I was saying like, nobody's signing up for this class. And it's like everything, it's everything. <laughs> and she's like, What do people get from it? And she's like talking to me a little bit about what it is and what I, what I want people to have the experience of or give the, and she said, this is deepening. This is the deep. This is the deepening. Then everything changed to the deepening. I called the class the deepening. And the thing sold beyond my wildest dreams because I was telling people what they actually get is a deepening, not the soulful e-course. What the hell is that? So, you know, I could have thrown the idea of teaching out the window because clearly what I offer, nobody wants it, blah, blah, blah. No, it was actually just... the way I was speaking about it needed a little tweaking and And then it worked. Well, I feel like that's definitely, I mean, that's definitely what happens too. over. Like if you, if you create something just because it doesn't, first of all, there's many reasons why you might think it didn't do well. And maybe you actually can look at it and be like, Oh wow, actually 
I did do okay. You know, right. depending on, you know, there, there are so many different factors to that, but I, I love what you said about just, it could, it, it's, there's so many, oh my gosh, there's so many things going in my head about this, but like there, there's an attachment we have to the, to the product. We think it's us. So then of course we're like, ah, nobody likes me. And then they, then they disappear. <laughs> <laughs> but then also like there, this is an opportunity to be like, well, what does this product need? Is the name right? Is maybe the audience that I was talking, how would I, so I love how you just shared kind of about it with one person. Yeah. And they were like, what the hell is that? Like, because I actually had that ex and having that kind of like, you probably were like taken aback when she said that a little bit, you're like, huh? She's very like, no bullshit. She's going to tell oh, you. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. She's definitely no BS. And yeah. even though she, we don't know, she and I don't know each other personally, the times that I've talked to her at, you know, events and things like that, she, I swear everything, maybe she does know me. She's like every single time she says the same thing. So maybe she does know who I am. And she's like, this girl still hasn't gotten it into her head that she already knows what she's doing here. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, you already know. And she keeps, but I swear she says it the same way to me every time. So maybe she does know. Yeah. She's like, I know you, boo. I know. She does know. She's smart. Yeah. So, but, so all this to say that, you know, I don't think that you would be, you know, embracing so many different things, bringing your personal work into these, these, um, these hotel sessions and, and taking on this residency in France. What's that about? Can I just, can I just talk about all of the things that, how, how people can work with you? Cause that's what I, really what I want to do. Sure. You're like, yes. <laughs> uh, yes, please. <laughs> Somebody's going to listen to this and just be like, what is wrong with those two? <laughs> there is so much. So much. That is right here. <laughs> That's a nice way um, of saying it. But you have this residency in France. First, I want to know about that because that's something that's coming up. Yeah, in uh, in the fall. I, I just applied. Uh, McKenna pointed it out to me on Instagram, tagged me that they were open for applications. So I applied and told them what kind of projects I would want to be working on if I was given the opportunity to be in this castle in the south of France for a month. <laughs> And I just talked from the heart and apparently they had applications from all over the world, hundreds of applications, and they approved mine and a small selection of other artists to be there. Uh, and, you know, I gave them different time slots that I could be available. You could ask for two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. I asked for four <laughs> and uh, they approved. I just got the letter. I mean, I woke up and-, and went So you're going to like live there and stuff at a castle? Yeah, I'm going to live in a castle. And they said, you know, what kind of things do you need in your studio? Because so I'm going to have my own room and my own art studio in a castle for a month. Oh, my goodness. This is definitely, this is queen right here. This is queen oh, right here. <laughs> See the G. Put that crown on. Well, the thing about it is that um, one of the big things that I learned from my mother and that I definitely teach in my classes, and I think I have to speak about that now, is that you you shouldn't decide what other people are going to think before you apply to things. You should apply. You don't know what they're going to think. You don't know who the other people are that are, are applying. You don't even know if anybody else is applying. So stop deciding that your work isn't ready or you're not ready or you don't think that they're going to think whatever X, Y, and Z. Just apply. You don't have anything to lose. Mm. Nothing. For sure. So that's happening. And I, I, I feel grateful for that because I do have projects I want to spend my time doing. And I think we, we as a, as a culture don't give ourselves room. We're so busy. We don't give ourselves room to really dive into what is important to us on a personal level that, so I get to work on a personal project about my son and about motherhood that I haven't been able to work on here because I'm starting and stopping because of my, you know, my schedule with Max. And my work, I, I will be unplugged for a month and get to work on filmmaking because I've been saying it for a long time. And I, I, I get to explore, you know, my experience of motherhood rather than just um, pointing the camera towards Max, which has been a very important part of that project, of course. Yeah. Uh, but I, wow. I, 
I do believe that there is a film that needs to be made. So I get to focus on that too. And the other project that I'm working on too, um, around recovery uh, is really important to me too. So both of those things are being, I feel like it is time. It is time for me to make the book that I want to make about recovery and the unexpected gifts of sobriety and do the work around Max and the importance that people know. I think those two communities, the recovery community and people with Down syndrome, they are underserved and under, we don't understand them. So we think that they're things that we don't want to, we don't want to lean in and look. We think that a diagnosis is what they are. And so we take a step back or around or, you know, and so yeah. I feel I, like I've been asked because I do have a child with Down syndrome. I've been asked, you know, the universe said, here you go. <laughs> I, I feel I, uh, an obligation to use my art, use my platform to get the message out that people with Down syndrome are valuable, worthwhile humans that are not just a diagnosis. And also that um, people in recovery, that it's not lame to be sober, honestly. I mean, like bottom line, when I was using drugs, I thought there's no reason to live unless I'm on them. So I just, you know, I don't care if I die. And I th I'm so grateful that I did live and that I've been here sober forever and that uh, the, the gifts are extraordinary, like I, beyond what I could have imagined. So I think those two things are, I'm here to sort of say, not sort of, I'm here to say, yeah, you're here to about that, you know? Yeah. I love that. And so those are the, are those the things you're going to focus on during that month or um, you're just focusing on, on the now? Book starting now, like I'm getting very serious about moving my hesitation and self-doubt and all those things that have been blocking me from moving forward with the book, just like I've been sharing with other people, the importance of doing our work. And it's not about us. I have to get out of the way of my ego, my ego's need of like, I don't think they're going to, what if they say no, all the things and just be like, you know what? The message is more important than my ego being afraid to ask somebody to, you know, do a photo shoot with me, you know, right. The right. message is bigger than me. Well, I think if you focus on that and, and it feels like this, I mean, I just find it, I find it interesting and refreshing also that you're sharing. You're not so, you're not so beyond blocks that you're not having them, <laughs> you know, this is, this is gonna, this is like the life. I feel like we as humans are just gonna, it's a journey and we sometimes, well, we, you know, we sink underwater artist, for a sec. As an entrepreneur, as an artist, I feel that we all are experiencing all of us, even the people that we think aren't experiencing it we're all experiencing oh my god what i made was so great oh my god i suck i, I can't believe that you know it's up and down up and down constantly com that constant conversation about if my work matters if i matter if this is good if they're going to think it's good is constant and yeah so you're it's it is it feels sometimes like a battle yeah for that um this i wrote like this email over in december to like just a few folks um about like the last year for me. And I actually said out loud that for a while I was like, oh, business is fine. Everything is fine. I sort of kept saying to people, oh yeah, it's going okay. But I'm done with okay. You know, I stopped being done. I was done with it. And so I feel like when you're an entrepreneur, you kind of have to fight for your business. You have to fight for it. You don't you have to, sh it's not just, okay, I'm going to do a webinar. No. And then I'm going to open the doors. I'm going to open my cart. Oh my God. I wish you guys could see her face right now. It's like, really like this is what needs to happen. Like, I am a robot. I am a launch robot. This no. is what I do. I do only the things that my guru tells me to do. And okay. oh my gosh, my launches are okay. Um, but I definitely don't like. You know, I don't want that. I don't want to have that energy around me anymore. You know. You know. Can I say something? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, when I did my summit, the one thing that I did learn very quickly was that I was so excited. I was talking about it online all the time. And that made other people excited about what I was doing because the energy is infectious. And it so is. Yeah. I have a class that I'm teaching over and over. It's not exciting for me anymore. I'm not doing anyone a favor by teaching it again. If yeah. I'm like, hey, my, my cart's open. <laughs> Hey, no, like you do definitely have to bring excitement to it. And there was definitely a phase of, okay, another fearless launching launch. Cool. People signed up. 
awesome. Yeah. But now I'm like, guys, fearless launching. What no. gives? Let's do this, people. Yeah. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm back to, I feel like you do have to get to that place where you're fighting for your business. You can't yeah. just get comfortable. And, and, I, and I, so I welcome that resistance that comes in because of that. You know, I'm like, oh yeah, you don't think I dare to go out there? You better watch. You better learn. <laughs> Your face is so funny right now. You're like, oh, oh. I just keep saying, dude, <laughs> dude. So, um, I just want to know how. What should we do? How should we tell people to, you know, I guess first of all, get in touch with Catherine because otherwise. Know. Other guys, otherwise, guys, you're going to literally have us in your earbuds for eight hours straight. That's right, because we never stop. We never stop. <laughs> I keep get, trying to get close to the cam, no, the, um, the microphone, so it's very intimate. And <laughs> Okay, this is the real Anne, so I'm letting down my hair right now. I'm so sorry if you've, you're like, wow, I've never heard you like this, Anne. <laughs> Can we do a redo of this? No, literally go to Instagram. Yeah, for sure. See just at see just. And then, and I also, I mean, I was going to say right after my residency, I'm teaching in the South of France for a week. So you can have the experience of giving yourself permission to focus on yourself and your work, whatever that is. And how can they figure, find out about that? Is it at katherinejust.com? It is. But if they follow me on Instagram, there's a link right there that uh, on my profile that takes you to all the things. Okay, perfect. So um, Instagram is the, is the hub. Go to Instagram so you can, you can really get to know Ms. Catherine. Yes. The queen. <laughs> <laughs> Soon to live in a castle. Oh my goodness. Can you have visitors? Just kidding. That makes sense though. Yeah, but it does. It feels right. It, it feels, it feels right. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, Catherine, I'm going to just wrap us up right now. I think that the moral of the story is just that we have, you know, we have, all of us have so much, there's so much possibility. And I personally want to see you explore that before you settle in on or, and just, you know, pigeonhole yourself into one lane of this is how I'm going to do it. Because that the magic is in the exploration, isn't just showing up, is in getting to know your audience and being, being there with them like Catherine does. And you're going to see what she does. It's pretty crazy. Well, yeah. Yeah, I really believe that that's such an important thing. One of the most important things in entrepreneurship I feel, and as an artist, is really paying attention to yourself and not getting pigeonholed and, and believing somebody else's way. You have to really learn all the things, but find your way and be a, available to shift and change your mind. And it's okay to change your mind. Yeah. And if you approach it like this, I fully believe that the thing that will, the thing that kind of drags us kind of down and gets us off track is expectations of what we think things should look like and the people we think we should follow and we think have it all together. No one has it all together. No. Zero people, zero percent of people have it all together. <laughs> I swear we should just release this video because it's so ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> that we've been on video the whole time, but it actually was easier to chat with you because then yeah. we could raise our hand when we had something to yes. say. Yes, exactly. Catherine is very polite. <laughs> I would think people would say about me, but thank you. Okay. Okay. All right. So yes. go visit Catherine and leave, a, leave any comments or questions for Catherine in the show notes, which are probably linked in your app if you're listening to this in the app, but if you're on the blog, then you're there. And then I'll see you also over on Instagram. I'm going to be trolling, not trolling, but scanning <laughs> Catherine's Instagram feed, looking for your questions. Let her know that you heard this conversation. And if you have questions, if you just want to be involved in her world, just start following her now. Yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to hear from you, actually. I love these kinds of conversations. Awesome. Catherine, it has been a pleasure. I love talking to you, Anne. Thank you for having me on.
I feel like I got a little too um, a little too giddy today, but that's okay. It's just because it was fun. It was fun. I'm like, I forgot for a second that I was doing a podcast that other people had to hear. <laughs> so thank you. Oh my goodness. So how much fun was that? If you enjoyed today's episode, you want to get to know Catherine a little bit better, make sure to follow her over on Instagram at cjust is her handle. So make sure you go over there, let her know that you heard her, our conversation. And if you have any questions for her or me, make sure to leave them in the comments below. You can go over to the show notes now at ansamoylove.com forward slash 215. Okay, people. Thank you so much for joining me today. I, like I said before, I'm a little bit giddy about this conversation. I re-listened to it before we went live and I, I literally was giggling and kind of, I'll, I'll say it, I was cackling a little bit. So let me know if you enjoyed this, if you want more of this, or if you want less of this, let me know. All right, take care and I will see you next Thursday.